0: Your host as always michael block now's the time to help us out and there are so many ways you can subscribe leave us a review share your favorite episode become a sponsor do all the above it's up to you and as always follow me on instagram at michael block talk on twitter at block talk nyc and visit theaterthenow.com for its news reviews and interviews financial district is known for a couple things rich people the impossibility of getting there and my next guest she's deadly on arrival please welcome blake deadly hello
1: that's great that's wonderful um i'm also very rich and impossible to to get to
0: (laughs) it's true it's true how how have you been it's been been a while since i've seen you
1: i don't even know i honestly couldn't even tell you the last time i I saw you in person yeah
0: um maybe like a Heidi ho um get happy hour on a saturday
1: Oh, or pandemic that's, maybe that's definitely most likely i'm also guessing yeah. for heidi tomorrow so yeah that's, that's, that's
0: final well don't worry we'll definitely talk about miss ho later but <laughs> yeah it's it's been it's been a minute this this pandemic's really changed a lot for people
1: well it has and it hasn't but yeah i basically spent all of the winter months not going to like i haven't been to a single indoor drag show mm-hmm and now that stuff is happening outside and people are vaccinated. I'm kind of getting more open to going to stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was loving last summer when like, I could just get drinks outside with friends and see some drag outside. But I, uh, yeah, the indoor stuff has been, has been interesting.
0: Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely been interesting. When I was still in New York, um, not recovering, um, I did go to a couple of shows indoors. I d- did a bingo at Albatross a couple times, went to Heidi's uh, show and it felt fine, but also felt very weird. Yeah. So even being there, I was like, this just doesn't feel like the drag show I want to see. Um, but we're getting back to normal. So some semblance of uh, the pre-pandemic will be back, but things are going to be different for quite some time.
1: Yeah, I mean, and things should be different. I mean, just in a not not even just with drag. Like, yeah. I'm kind of um, disappointed that it seems like so many people want to just go back to doing exactly what they were doing before all of this, and, yeah. and kind of get back to normal, whatever that is where I feel like this is a really good opportunity to not just go back to whatever you were doing. I, you know? I had like, seen,
0: yeah, I had seen on Instagram someone's story at a gay club in Australia. And oh I was like, God. I missed that. But also that just doesn't seem safe to me anymore.
1: Right. Yeah. It's a weird, I don't quite know yet if I'm going to want to like, go out like I never did before and just be you know be drunk all the time and um kind of like go all out because I've never been like a huge um partier right like I love I, I'm, I'm sure
0: I'm sure some some of us miss those um crazy Saturday nights at industry when you couldn't physically move in that place because everyone's there partying and dancing no, I, that's I mean, not gonna I be reality like anymore that
1: anyway but or I'm wondering if I'm just gonna like you know really just be comfortable not going out at all
0: (laughs) yeah or just time time to buy an island and move to it
1: well we're on an island
0: i guess that's true that's true
1: i never for some reason i always doubt that new york city i feel like it's actually like a peninsula or something but it is an island it is technically an
0: island but i feel the same way because i'm like the bronx there's like what a river that makes it an island i don't know
1: oh yeah it's it is it is an island
0: Well, I'm Um, excited to talk about you.
1: Okay. Um, (laughs) And
0: we always start at the very beginning. So where are you from?
1: I am from outside of Baltimore um, in Maryland. And um, yeah, that's the end. (laughs) What what was life like outside of Baltimore? Um, So I grew up, so I'm an only child, which Mm -hmm. I think explains like almost everything about me, my personality. Um, And I, yeah, I have always been super close with my parents. Um, I went to Jewish day school uh, from kinder or like pre-kindergarten through eighth grade and then went to a very progressive high school that was basically an art school. Um, And we called our teachers by their first names and Mm -hmm. had our teacher's cell phone numbers. And it was a very, I always went to kind of very small, uh, small environments um, in terms of schools. Um, when I came out in high school, I feel like I got, got more pop, not popular, but,
0: um, you were the gay best friend.
1: Kind. I mean, not, I wouldn't say I was the gay best friend, but I, I definitely like, um, as much as I don't want to use this word, like blossomed, I guess mm-hmm. after I came out, like there was no, like, it was very much me being shy and, having my very small circle the first years of high school and then coming back junior year and just kind of being, um, being gay and just had a, had a pretty positive experience. Um, that's a, that's a, that's being, a good thing. Open about it, Yeah. Like more better than the first half of high school. Um, so I had a pretty special, uh, not, not a filled with a hardship, <laughs> uh, childhood and, and teenage experience for the most part.
0: Now, what kind of things were you into uh, in high school? Were you artistic?
1: Um, I was. I, so I always, so I went to film school. I went to NYU mm. for film school. Um, and that has always been the thing for me. Like when I was five years old, I just, I wanted to play with like the family video camera and film, you know, my parents or my dogs just doing whatever around the house. And I was always fascinated by the behind the scenes feature mm-hmm. that came on the dvd like it was just always a thing and i don't know why or where it came from but it was just always kind of there so i that um was something that you know bef- even before high, like before high school mm-hmm. um, i would any class project would try to turn into a video project um was just that was just always my thing and I was always going to go to film school and that was um always what it was um and later in high school I started doing the shows like doing Mm -hmm. doing some of the plays and that was something I never thought I would do and I guess you have a favorite role um I what did I do um, Peter in the Heidi Chronicles in high school. Okay. Was, oh, wow. But, All right. I mean, a big, a big part, but also, I mean, I feel like I got it just cause I was like the gay, the, fair. That's fair. the gay kid doing, well, I couldn't, I wasn't, I guess it wasn't the only gay kid doing theater. Well, I kind of was, which is weird. So many people have come out post, even at my very small progressive, like 80 kid class high school. So many people mm-hmm. have kind of come out after the fact um, and this year is my 10-year high school <laughs> reunion, which is- Oh, fun. Ridiculous. Enjoy that. Well, it's going to be over Zoom, which is- Oh, I, well, that's ridiculous. No, no, that's not fun. Well, I don't understand how, like, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm just curious to see what is going to happen. Like, yeah, we have small, like, catch up with people and have small talk. Exactly. Have, hell, have, have so private rooms. together. I, yeah. like, I don't want to do, like, I don't want to do any of that. I, I have no idea. I'm sure- Yeah. Schools have been doing this for the last year, but I don't really, I don't know.
0: I mean, because like, I, I'm sure you watched uh, uh and Michelle's high school reunion and was like, that's what my high school reunion is going to be one day. That wasn't what mine was. And I was had it right. in person and I was like, this sucks. This is just really awkward. I don't yeah. care about most of you people.
1: Right. I'm, I was excited. Like, I'm genuinely, I was interested to kind of see what people are up to and feel like, I, you know, I like have had an interesting enough t- 10 years since high school to like make small talk with people. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Um, so
0: film school, was yeah.
1: NYU your first choice? No, it was not. Um, USC was, and I did not get in. Neither did
0: I, I, I did not get into their theater program.
1: Or, okay, got it, got it. Yeah, they, um, I absolutely would have gone to USC if I had gotten mm-hmm. in. And I'm kind of glad I didn't just because I don't think that environment would have been the best for me. I'm glad I ended up going to school in the city and I knew I would have wanted to move to the city after school regardless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure I would have, you know, had fun in California for four years, I guess. And who knows what would have happened. But I I don't know. I think there's I just did so much in the four years of being in school here that I can't imagine being in L.A.
0: Absolutely. now, um, being from the Baltimore area, you saw, you had close proximity to New York. Did you come to New York often?
1: Yeah, I, in high school, started, like, coming up to see shows, like, would just take mm-hmm. the bus up for a day and see a Broadway show and come back or um, come up for the weekend or, yeah, I would honestly just come for the day with my mom a lot or with random friends in high school and um, started seeing shows in high school. And that is still before COVID what I would spend all my time like I you know I would do three or four or five shows a week when I could do you remember what your first Broadway show was uh my first was Wicked okay good one (laughs) Uh, to start with with when I saw it it was Ben Vereen as the wizard and I guess it would have I think it was Megan Hilty and that
0: checks out that that timing works out
1: right it was Megan Hilty with either I guess it was Shoshana Bean or someone else did Prob- it.
0: It probably would have been Shoshana Bean.
1: And Rue McClanahan was Madame And I don't know who any of these people were at right. the time, but- um, Legends only. Yeah. Well, although Ben Vereen is, is problematic now, um, but <laughs> very talented. And yeah, Wicked and then Jersey Boys was the second. <laughs> so it was the kind of like, yeah, I'm coming with my parents to see a show. Um, but yeah, then in high school, just started coming up to see everything and have continued to just see everything kind of. Nice. So when did drag enter your life? I was studying abroad in London my junior year of school. So that would have been 2014. Um, And I didn't start doing drag then, but something something happened when I was over there that I started just kind of like vaguely dressing up and going out in a kind Mm -hmm. of like more feminine presenting way um and once I got back from that when I turned 21 spent that summer kind of playing around with drag and going out and doing some like I did dragnet that summer Mm -hmm. um doing some random competitions but I don't really count like And then spent the whole school year, my senior year of school, not doing drag at all. And then started again that next summer. So I don't really, there's like a whole kind of year and a half that I don't really count. Mm -hmm. So I say I started doing drag in early 2016, but it kind of was sort of happening. And it's not something that I would have, like, I just, I never would have thought I would do it. I just, it just kind of happened. Mm -hmm. I, I don't it's still such a weird thing to think about. um,
0: Well, I want to know the origin story of the drag name. How, how, I mean, it's easy, I think, but how did Blake Deadly come about?
1: I, so my name, my name out of drag is Blake. um, And I, I, so I've, I've never seen Gossip Girl, actually. (laughs) Um, I've really, haven't seen any of Blake Lively's work besides, I think, The Town. <laughs> um, haven't seen Simple Favor. Haven't seen The Deep... What? Deep End? No. What is it called? It's The short
0: I'm, not, I'm not uh, uh, keen to her um, yeah. resume.
1: Like, not I'm not a fan at all. I have no feelings about Blake Lively. Yeah. At all. Um, she's had some great Met Gala looks, like, but I no strong feelings. I just thought it was funny to keep my boy name and yeah. to do... A Blake Lively pun. It just came to me one day. And people will, you know, I have friends who, like six months after meeting someone, will be like, oh, I just got that Blake Deadly.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: joke i didn't think it was like a brilliant fucking pun when i came up with it i just thought it was kind of like a cute whatever but it does make me feel good about myself and people months later will be like oh, just got it that's the best drag name and i'm like i don't think it's i don't think it's the best pun drag name but it's not bad i, I mean
0: i definitely was on a delay when i yeah. realized it i was like oh okay smart very, very very smart
1: it's i you know it's it's i think it's cute and i can respond to blake and um yeah, it would be it would feel weird to kind of have a okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> we love boss. pets. Uh, shut the fuck up. I'm recording something. Um yeah, it would be weird. I can't imagine having a drag name now that was that is not Blake, actually. Yeah. That's a weird thing to think about.
0: How would you describe yourself in three words when it comes to drag?
1: When it comes to drag. Um annoyed um old school is that two words or one word that's one word we'll go with one old school and um expressive
0: okay nice how long does it take to transform into blake
1: it recently i mean it depends how much you have to shave so I will exclusively shave the parts that are showing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the part like from my elbow to my shoulder or if I'm wearing gloves, like the bare minimum, like whatever percentage of my chest is showing. Um, so we'll have kind of a, a very specific uh, body pa- body hair pattern <laughs> based on what I'm wearing. <laughs> um, generally an hour and a half to two hours. I like to leave two hours, but I can, yeah.
0: Now with quarantine, chance. did you develop any new skills when it came to no. painting you, you just
1: <laughs> no, like fuck I, it, i'm taking a break no i i have never have been one you know you might you, some might say we can tell but i've never been one to like sit home and just practice mm-hmm. makeup for fun because it's not fun for me like that's not i don't get anything out of that yeah. <laughs> like i wish i could just be in drag in 10 minutes and be done yeah. with like or I have I someone do up. your
0: face for you
1: Yes, that I love, but even that I'm just like, okay, can we do this in like twenty minutes, maybe? Like it's <laughs> right. Just, it's not. I don't get this kind of fulfillment out of sitting down and finding the right brush and you and deciding what look I'm gonna like. I just yeah. don't. That's not the angle I'm coming from. Like, I want to just be ready. And I love a good like. I love putting together a look, and I love fashion, but it's like I'm just impatient, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. A visual like i've never been able to draw or paint or do anything with my hands basically um so that is just not where the passion comes from for
0: me. yeah no, i i totally understand that like i am a perfectionist so that's a reason why i know i would not be able to do drag because mm-hmm. it i i would be the kimura hall it would take me four okay. hours because i want to make sure it's perfect because if it's not perfect i'm not being shown i'm not no one's seeing it
1: Yeah, it's kind of amazing how little I practiced before starting to go out in whatever I was, I was doing. And it took me so like, it took me three hours to look like I had basically no makeup on. (laughs) Like, I, I truly don't know what I was doing. Um, and I still don't know what, I mean, I look at photos from a month ago and I'm like, I don't know what, like, what was I, what was, what was happening? And I don't know the point. I feel like some Queens have a point where they're like, okay, I got it. <laughs> but I feel like yeah. i still, I don't know when that's going to be. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm happy with something the day I post it. And then a week later, I'll be like, what <laughs> did I, what was happening there? Um, do you
0: have any favorite makeup products? Um,
1: ugh, I, what do I like? I mean, I will say the uh, Krylon, like, aerosol setting spray is mm-hmm. very, like, you could put water on your face. Right. And your makeup, like, literal water. <laughs> and- <Yeah. laughs> um, in terms of palettes, I don't, I'm just not, like, I don't think I'm ever going to have a fucking, like, and you know. Uh, make like a makeup company send me free shit to talk about on my um to my followers because i'm like i don't know like jeffree star i don't know (laughs) am i allowed to say that um (laughs) who's not
0: problematic right now in the makeup world
1: who is not problematic yeah is there any yeah is there (laughs)
0: anyone left because now this whole james charles um
1: debacle well keeps well keith charles keeps doing the same shit and then (laughs) just apologizes for it again no. Um and I will refuse to watch those 20 minute apology videos from, from anyone who has a YouTube channel. Right. I'm not interested.
0: So if you were gonna if, if if let's say Anastasia Beverly Hills was like Blake Deadly, oh, make a palette. That's my answer. That's yeah. my answer. They're good. What what colors would be in a Blake oh, Deadly palette?
1: Um definitely a lot of blues, a lot mm-hmm. of blue. Um also love like pink, orange color family. Pink and orange is like my favorite color combo. I would say, and then I think blue just works with my skin tone and my eyes, and um, that's the extent of my expertise on makeup. Nice. I think blue looks good with my eyes.
0: (laughs) Who were some of the first people that helped you out in your drag journey? Oh,
1: uh, honestly, a lot of my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, there was no my girlfriends and kind of queens who were starting around the same time as me, mm-hmm. but I didn't have someone like teach me how to do it. Right. Um, which, you know, you may also be thinking, we can tell. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, there was no, you know, I remember like pretty early on, like I had Laguna do my face. Mm-hmm. Um, I having queens who were coming up around the same time just to kind of talk through stuff and try and get makeup advice from. But that's also, like makeup is really the main thing I feel like I've sought out advice on. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm still happy, to you know, having Nikki paint me like a year, Nikki Otav a year or two years ago maybe, um, was super great and fun. And I feel like that's just, I I don't, I won't pick up a lot from like watching a YouTube tutorial. Like I wanna kind of walk through what you're doing on my face as you're doing it. And and steal stuff I like. I feel like that's the most helpful, the most helpful thing. Um, nice. I, so someone like I, I yeah, I, I need to see what how it actually works.
0: You mentioned you like fashion. Who are some of your fashion inspirations?
1: Oh, in drag or just in general? Yeah, for, for drag. Who do you look for? I mean, Sasha Valore, I think. Mm-hmm. Has the like the best taste styling. Um and a lot of old school, I mean Shea Coulee also, like in terms of styling and taste yeah. is unbelievable. Um honestly Katya, Katya's fashion, I think is a perfect example of drag fashion that is camp and genuine unironic fashion. Like it it is yeah. it, it manages to be funny and campy and actually stylish in a way that like pushes past um, some kind of campy, um, humorous, like uh, ugly vintage stuff as drag. That's Mm -hmm. just like pure fashion. I just think it's perfect. Um, And yeah, just like 70s, 80s runway stuff. Um, I worked at a, a fashion production video production company for like two and a half years, um, who had an archive of footage of runway shows like going back 40, 45 years. Um, and kind of with that started following basically every new runway show that happened every season and will just save shit to my phone and yeah, because uh, that's
0: that's one thing that I love about when you post on Instagram. Oh yeah. Always posting fashion. Yeah. All the time.
1: It just kind of started. I mean, I literally think it started with my job that I was just looking Mm -hmm. at every runway show and then just started saving all the stuff I liked and then started posting it. Um, I'm not a big one to post like, you know, a long text uh, confessional on social media um, or even be like, Hey, this is what I'm, this is the activism I'm doing um, because I'm, I know that I'm doing it and don't have to, prove it to people um but i mean that's that is a more complicated discussion i guess but yeah the fashion i literally just like sharing stuff i like and also have my whole references folder of when i have unlimited money this is all the stuff i'm going to get me and i've started doing that in the last year like spent a lot of time over COVID not performing Mm -hmm. and just working with some designers to to make stuff from all these references which has been super excited for me Um, as someone who cannot sew or design but (laughs) Feel like has a certain grasp of what I like. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: So, what what is your process when you put a look together? How how, what goes through your mind, and do you know what you're gonna do, or are you just look in your closet and start picking?
1: I, I feel like I kind of vaguely think about it leading up to a gig, but will generally like the day of look in my closet, decide. And then base the makeup I'm doing off of what I want to wear. Mm-hmm. Use like colors that go together. I don't yeah. really work than that. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm excited to wear this this recent stuff I've I've gotten that I'm just like sitting on, basically.
0: Well, we always love to shout out designers. Who are some of your yeah. favorite collaborators?
1: Um a lot of people recently. Um Gloria Swan song is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. 'm I'm, I'm seeing her tonight hopefully to get this thing fitted she is just so insanely detailed and meticulous and like yes. just so clearly knows what she's doing even mm-hmm. just like, like the sketch sketch level um
0: yeah when it comes to vintage there's no one
1: better really i mean it, she just knows how to make any and you just if you listen to her talk about clothing or other designers work or like she just knows what she's talking yeah. about And I'm like, I don't even know what this fabric is called, but like, uh, I'm happy for you. (laughs) Uh, Who else? Um, Megan O'Kane is wonderful. Um, She is a Brooklyn designer um, who I had this kind of crazy big ruffle uh, fringe look with gloves made um made by and she is wonderful um furry godmother is amazing um obviously like fur is their thing but also Mm. made this amazing custom gown for me mondo Guerra, obviously um is wonderful and like the nicest fucking guy and um also just like has a really good um, just a really good way of working with for what I had made was like a pretty difficult fabric and kind of made made it his own um, and I, I like doing that with design like I, I have a general idea of what I like and mm-hmm. references I have but also just want a designer to have fun with what they're doing. Nice. So
0: you have had the honor of performing all over the city but you've Brought production to the Bushwig stage. What was that experience like?
1: Um, I Bushwig is my favorite drag event of the year, and just my favorite drag event period. And that was the first one I did was like my first year in drag, mm-hmm. um, and it's just something that has meant a lot to be able to do every year um, and kind of watch myself progress <laughs> through my Bushwig numbers in in some way um, and. Yeah, I mean, my my number from 2019 um, was a Marianne Williamson mix that she <laughs> tweeted the video, tweeted the video of, which is definitely like the, if not the highlight, one of the highlights <laughs> of my drag career, career. Just seeing Marianne Williamson um, even acknowledge what I was doing and that that number is funny to see how people respond mm-hmm. um based on just based on you know the crowd in the room and uh I feel like it can be read as making fun of her or it can be read as like an endorsement um sure based on where you're coming from um so that's I feel like in the Bushwick room it was just people were so fucking excited and were like <laughs> really into her um, yeah. sometimes it's more of a comedy number depending on where like where you're at that's um, fair I, on a, I non-jokingly think she's amazing, um, but also there's obviously you know stu- stuff to to laugh at, I guess. But I don't think she as a as a as a figure is just this like joke, uh, right? Yeah.
0: Back in the day, you participated in some drag competitions like Lady Liberty Ultimate Drag Pageant, but beyond that, I would say you weren't really the very active in the competition circuit. Why not? And. Are drag competitions important for young artists to make a name for themselves in the city?
1: I think so. I mean, I started out just showing up to Drag Wars every week when it was at Rise in 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way I committed myself to actually trying to do something and get somewhere with drag rather than like playing with it on an off for a year and a half was like i'm just going to start showing up every week to this competition and then got started getting guest bookings and went from there right. so absolutely um and loved doing lady liberty when i did the some of the few early cycles of that um and i guess just at a certain point realized that i would rather show up and guest or do my own show in a competition, um, but I'm not. I'm not opposed, um, and I think it. I think they're great. In um, I'm definitely someone that I think does enjoy having parameters or guidelines or restrictions set to kind of frame my creativity around. Um, yeah. So I think, I think if I kind of pushed myself to do them more, I would get. I would get a lot out of it. To be honest. Um, and yeah, for people starting out, rather than like showing up and demanding a guest booking, it's like I think it is super helpful to like find a weekly and just show up yeah. every week, and like you'll just get you'll get better, and people will then people will ask you to do stuff, and you'll make friends with queens who are absolutely. Um, I'm, I the same I generation basically.
0: I, I'm excited to see what happens when Drag Wars does return to see yeah. what new faces have now popped up in the city um, over
1: quarantine. Yeah, that's right. I don't <laughs> even know. I, I mean,
0: there, there are literally yeah. queens that I've never met before, never heard uh-huh. of, that I would call quarantine queens that are getting bookings and and shows. I'm like, how? <laughs> right. Who are you? You've been
1: you've been quote unquote paid your dues yet? So it's right. it's so wild. I mean, that's all made up anyway. Like I'm not. I'm oh, not absolutely. Too, like, but there is a certain. There's a difference between like. Uh, like, you know, everyone has to pay their dues and be mistreated in this way because I went through this kind of mentality <laughs> versus, like, oh, sometimes people, very young, new people to, to drag or to any art form or to yeah. any profession are like actually just being presumptuous. Like, there, I think there's a middle ground. Absolutely.
0: So, speaking of competitions, let's talk about I Read My Lips.
1: Yeah. How did the show start? Um, it was. Nikki Otav's idea to host this head-to-head multi-round lip-sync battle Um, and the year we met and became friends and started wanting to work together um, Nikki basically brought the idea to me and and, um, wanted to partner with me on it and I'm super honored that she um, felt like she could trust me with her idea that I was in love with. And, um, I think we make really good partners and co-hosts mm-hmm. and we have a very, like, we just have very complementary energies and, and kind of skill sets that we bring to the table, I would say, um, just in terms of how we deal with, the, the contestants and the Queens <laughs> and our personalities in general, it's really yeah. just like mom and dad, good cut, bad cut, like, it just works really well but we are we are both very detailed uh i would say business people who um i i really can rely on her and i'm not worried in the way that i would be with a lot of nightlife people just about yeah. basic uh follow-up uh being on time like being reliable right sure. like i just don't ever worry about that with nikki um and you know she designs all of the graphics and is just so talented and, and does so much. And I love programming it. I love choosing the the artists we're gonna feature at each show, the songs we're gonna use, creating the flyers, just all of it. It's just it's just really exciting to be, to create this with Nikki and to feature different performers and, and see what they are. Yeah.
0: What has what the reaction been for the shows?
1: From the um, that, I mean that first Gaga one was on I mean one of the best nights I've ever had in drag. That was just unreal. And I we just didn't really know what to expect. Um and it was busy and all the contestants brought it and it it was just all of them have had their own kind of weird specific energies. Um yeah. But uh yeah, it's it's just really exciting to see what people bring and and how much work um they put into it because we're giving away $1000.
0: Right. Why are events like that important to the drag community?
1: Um I would I mean I think what we do is important as much as like, you know, anything any of us do is important. Um because we really make a conscious effort and can always do better, um but have made a, you know, Nick and I have very specific discussions about not just bringing in like 12 white cis uh drag queens right um and we can certainly do a lot better but i think that um and obviously that's not like uh, i i don't think that's like (laughs) i'm not trying to like pat ourselves on the back or or say like oh or, or any any show that strives to just not have cis white drag queens is necessarily important or worthwhile sure. like that there's no there's no uh you know direct it's co- a correlation not causation like maybe right I don't know um <laughs> I'm getting lost in my own in my own words I think it but I think it's important it's also just something different there isn't another yeah. competition that operates like that and that's why I love Nikki's idea um I just think we, there's something to get out of weekly competitions. There's something to get out of a Lady Liberty like thing where it lasts for a couple of weeks and then it's done and mm-hmm. cycles. Um, there's something to get out of our one night multi-round competition that's, um, you know, seeing how people respond to creative challenges yeah. is what any, any art form is about. Like and the, I- like when you go to art school, like you have prompts and restrictions. Exactly things to work around and shit to deal with. And that's kind of how people find out new things about the the art they're making.
0: And obviously COVID interrupted the one you're supposed to do next, which was Charlie XCX.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, we were gonna do that at the end of March. right? (laughs) And I remember texting Nikki, like at the beginning of March being like, so I guess we have to see like how things develop, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Before we decide. And we're like, yeah, we'll see how things go. And then, like, you know, even at one point as things were locking down, we're like, oh, like, maybe it'll be better in two weeks, right? Um, And then it really wasn't. Um, Nope. Yeah, we talked about doing it. And by talked about, I mean, like, I asked, do you want to do it virtually? And we're both kind of like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like it wasn't much. of. A- well, I
0: mean, that's, that's how we were with Iconic. We, we, we could have done something virtually, but we just knew that it would have been unfair in a way. It wouldn't have been as rewarding for us and for the contestants. So we're like, when the time is right, we will return.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would have loved, I, there's a lot of virtual drag I love. And I think Queens would have actually done really cool creative stuff had we yeah, done it virtually absolutely. with Charlie XCX Night. The same, you know, head-to-head lip-sync battle. Mm-hmm. Like, we could have absolutely executed it. I don't know how we would have gotten the $1,000 prize uh, right? unless we just charged enough of a cover for the Zoom event and had enough people. Like, that, I right. think that part of it was kind of...
0: Producing yeah. digital drag is very, very difficult, believe me.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of, I mean... It's a lot of work for not a normal booking fee. Yeah. So that
0: show took place at Three Dollar Bill. What other venues um, do you love performing and hosting at? And where would you like to perform at in the new world?
1: I would love to perform at Playhouse. Playhouse looks gorgeous, and I've not I've not performed there, um, and yeah I mean come on it's like a new it's it's clean yeah. <laughs> it has an actual stage
0: you don't know what time um, it's going to be any when you're there
1: yeah it's no so it, dark it, in it, there it just looks so gorgeous so yeah I would love to yeah. perform there um I love three dollar real I love metropolitan honestly just something about that place is like mm-hmm. it just has the energy of drag to me I don't know quite what it is um but it just has this feeling of like that tiny little stage you're standing two feet away from the queen, like right. the rail. It's just so, or you're in the pack room and can't really see at all. And it still just has this thing to it. Um, but yeah, I love, I've never really bought the Manhattan Brooklyn distinction mm-hmm. um, in terms of limiting yourself to one or saying, sure. Oh, I'm a this or that in terms of audiences or performer. Like, just do, just do, I don't do something interesting. Go wear your books. Like, who cares? I, I just don't get it. Like, take the fucking subway. Get over it. <laughs> it's true. So, the
0: city is coming back and soar drag brunches. Tell us about your long running show, Brunch Becomes Her.
1: I just returned. Yep. On sat two days ago, we're we recording this on a Monday, and this past Saturday was my first show back since my first show back ever at anywhere since mm-hmm. before COVID. And my first brunch show back that I'd been doing for almost three years at Cowgirl Seahorse in the South Street Seaport, which is a five minute walk from my apartment. Um, <laughs> and I love it there. It's really I, I started that show because I wanted a gig I could walk to. Um but also like it's actually important for me to do drag in the neighborhood I live in um, yeah. because I do, I've lived in this area most of the time I've been in New York and I do feel like I actually live in a neighborhood and like belong to a community and care about like voting in my district and like know the elected officials who represent me where I actually live um, yeah. and I think that is important. So doing drag in my, I've done events at other, other places besides Cowgirl Seahorse, but that's definitely like I I guess I would say my home. Um, It, it matters to me beyond just being like, Oh, you know, I can walk there. Ha ha. Um, I I want to do more drive in this area. Um, And also it's just, it's, you know, (laughs) there's not, there aren't like six weekly shows every night of the week happening in the financial district. So it's obviously a less competitive, crowded field. Um, But it's, it's, I think there's something to be said for like bringing drag to an area that you care about or live in or or an area that isn't seeing drag, not just for the sake of doing it, but because like you have, you're invested in that neighborhood or the people who live there. So pre COVID you'd always have like, I feel like it sounded like I was running for
0: office. (laughs) Hey,
1: Maybe one 80. day, I never know,
0: never know. But pre pre COVID, you would always have a weekly a uh, guest when you would do your shows. Yeah. Who've been some of your favorite?
1: Oh, I mean, oh my God, Lemon is just fucking hilarious. I mm-hmm. I don't think there has been a queen who's made me laugh on Mike more co- as a co-host than Lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, obviously, she just hasn't gone anywhere and basically disappeared from the drag scene. Yeah, no, yep. no, no one sent uh, her but she really had a lot of potential and it's, it's a shame uh, to see what happens. Um, I love, I think Heidi Ho and I have like a very kind of like a weird drag energy kinship. Like we're both Mm -hmm. weirdos um, in in a certain way, I would say, Um, and, and just kind of get along and banter really easily and are just, I feel like when I'm with Heidi, I just kind of like click into this like different level of, of like me, of uh, mental space. That's just like, we're just kind of, we're just here existing and everything is is operating at, at a different speed right now. Uh, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, I mean, Nikki, Nikki Otav is the go-to. I mean, she's just my fucking favorite drag queen. She's just so good. She's just the visuals, the performance um yeah, she just knows what she's doing.
0: Is there someone you've yet to have that when you're back having guests again that you would like to join you?
1: I don't know. Oh, you know what? Neon Calypso also. I was like honored that Neon even like responds to my idea. Like she <laughs> is absolutely incredible and from seeing her at night gowns to yeah. the Bushwig in the park this year uh, to the nightgowns quibi series rest in peace um, <laughs> she's just so it's just the perfect example of of a fucking dancer who also has an insane emotional connection to yeah. what they're doing and can turn out a, a like straight up dance like a classic drag number or an amazing spoken word yeah. Number or a mix of the two and just and she's just so present in what she's doing. Um, I didn't answer your question. I don't know who I want. <laughs> I don't care. Whoever wants to do it. <laughs> hey, don't say that because people will take you up on it. I mean, I, do it. I don't
0: come. <laughs> come come <laughs> to
1: financial go.
0: We're gonna play a game called this or that. I'm gonna
1: give okay. you two options. You're gonna pick the one you prefer. Great. Cats or dogs. Dogs. Although. Now that I've my own puppy to my so here's the deal: I always grew up with like anywhere from three to five dogs at a time with my family. Mm. And my dad was a cop with um an explosives detection dog who lived with us. <laughs> so we like we had dogs, we had like professional dogs and pet r- recreational yeah. dogs, uh, which is now legal in New York State as well as New Jersey. Um, and we had We just, I just always have had, I'm the friend who like will send videos of fucking dogs on the street to the group chat, like constant dog obsessed. Now that I have my own as like an adult, you know, male, 27 year old person, bachelor eligible, gay, living in the city by myself, it is insane. It is so much work. (laughs) Like it's not work, but it's just so much emotional energy that I don't have. Like. I finally understand the appeal of cats. I'm like, yeah, well, let's just chill out. Like you do your thing. Like we can cuddle sometimes maybe, but this, like a puppy. Oh my God. It's so I much work. Dogs, But Oh my God. It's just, I think it's, I think, I think the dog, my dog's name is Dolly. And I think Dolly constantly needs my undivided attention but i also need my own undivided constant attention <laughs> yeah I think about myself all the time so that con- that kind of conflicts fair um, that's fair so but dogs yeah swim or hike um i don't know how to swim so i would probably say hike <laughs> by Mar- DC. marvel or dc oh i don't fucking care i hate that i can't <laughs> i don't know what i couldn't tell you which is which and i don't okay, and that's nor, do that's I, nor do i care to Wine or beer? Oh, wh- well, here's the thing. <laughs> Wait, do you want one word answers <laughs> You know, I, you, explanations are totally fine. Right, okay. Wine, because I now, due to COVID, I have a wine subscription that me in- oh, 15 fine. bottles at a time. I've basically been drinking wine by myself, sometimes with others, but usually by myself every night for almost every night for the last year. Wine is great. I love beer, but my stomach does not. I um, uh-huh. yeah, I'm am a Jew. I'm anxious and have ne- you know and inherently have stomach problems. So, taste wise, down with beer. Digestion wise, not so much. So so that's
0: more. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, Bloody Mary or mimosa?
1: Oh no, I the, I don't. Who thought of the Bloody Mary and who? It's disgusting. I can't do it. They're good. Also, again, back to the Jew stomach. Alcohol <laughs> with tomato? Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. So. Uh, What was the other one? Mimosa. Mimosa. Orange juice, also very acidic. So maybe, yeah, I I would say mimosa. (laughs) Brooklyn or Manhattan? Manhattan, just because I, I just think I will always live in Manhattan, but not for any like drag reason. Yeah, I love both. Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Uh, Yeah, Twitter.
0: Rich and mean, or nice and poor? Oh no, um,
1: I think. Okay, <laughs> I feel like. Well, like for my for like, for myself or for pe- everyone else. <laughs> like I feel like I'm fine being rich and mean, but I want to. I would rather be around <laughs> people who are poor, uh, nice and poor. You know,
0: fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well, you, you you know a lot of drag queens, so so poor and mean. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Piercings or tattoos? Uh, ta- tattoos. I do have both, though. And I don't think I would have ever thought I would have either. Mm-hmm. Right now, I now have both. Uh, tattoos. I mean, yeah, seeing a really amazing tattoo artist do their thing, I think. Is yeah. Same like as, like, seeing really cool piercing. Like, they're just, it feels like That's it's fair. on a different level, a little bit.
0: Vanilla or kinky?
1: Uh, honestly... I would say vanilla. It's fair, fair. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's about the connection. Absolutely. (laughs) It's not, you know, it's not about, like, proving you can come up with this, like, crazy shit to do as much as, yeah, being, you know, sharing space with another human. (laughs) Love it. Reba or Dolly? Oh, oh, my God. I mean, oh, I think... I would say, can you hear my dog like chewing this toy apart?
0: No, nah, you're good, you're good. Dolly, <laughs> what are you doing?
1: Um, I would say Dolly. I mean, I named my dog Dolly. Right. Dolly is drag. Dolly is, I, Reba is also drag for, for different reasons. And Reba and Annie Get Your Gun is like, I need that to come back and I need Reba to do more Broadway. But yeah. Dolly is just it, incomparable. Beyonce or Rihanna? Beyonce. I there is no one. There is literally no other entertainer alive right now who can do a, the live show that Beyonce does.
0: That's true. Britney or Christina? Um,
1: I would say Britney. I would say Britney. Yeah.
0: Danity Kane or Pussycat Dolls?
1: <sighs> Danity Kane, just because I re- I very clearly remember watching their reality show. Well, they came from making the band, right? And then they had their own reality. Correct. Show. And I remember yep. being like a little gay, maybe preteen at that point, uh, watching Danny McCain and just, and Damaged came to mind before any Pussycat Dolls song came to mind. So
0: that's fair. And finally, Dead or Alive? Um,
1: dead. Uh, yeah, we would just, we would all be better off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like to go behind the music a little bit. What would you say is your signature number and how did it become your signature number?
1: Oh, um, I mean, I think some people would say it's the Marianne Williamson mix. Mm -hmm. I think it became that because Marianne Williamson. Supported it. Posted the video, um, which I would say is as much as you could ask for. (laughs) Um, that's definitely up there, but I, I really, when I was starting out, I was very into like being a mixed queen doing funny mixes and I find that now I get sick of the idea before I even get to make it. Like, I feel like it's become cliche before I can even make it. Like I'll yeah. think something's funny initially. And then I'm like, oh, but that's kind of obvious or whatever before I even put it together. So I, I really do a lot of just straight song. I mean, not straight song, but you know what I mean? Songs. Right,
0: right. Songs, right.
1: All, songs all the way through. Um, I mean, it's Celine Dion. Like, I... I I love just getting, like, into a Celine Dion song mm-hmm. and getting really disgusting with it. So, like, I'm Alive, or... Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think just Celine Dion has that, like, weird white woman energy that resonates with me. She, she's incredible. Yeah. And like, you, I mean, look, I know it's not revolutionary for a drag queen to want to do Celine Dion, but um, it, it's what I like, so. Hey, that's fair. When
0: when you do create a mix, what is your process? Do you find, is it the song first? Is it the theme? Is it the spoken word? Where, where What's the chicken or the egg situation for you?
1: The idea will usually come when a connection between some spoken word piece or idea and a song pops. Like, I think... Well, not always. Like the Marion Williamson thing I think came from, actually, I don't remember. I don't remember if I had the idea mm-hmm. of like, oh, girlfriend, you are so on would be funny with call your girlfriend in a mix. <laughs> like if I had that, or if I just said I want to make a Marion Williamson mix and then that, I actually can't remember. But it's definitely, it's something like that. It's It's needing there to be some sort of funny or unique or something that like that's what I think Rosé's mixes are so brilliant because they're mm-hmm. it's not just like they're not just here's a theme and here are a bunch of sound bites on that theme and here are a bunch of songs on that theme and we're going to just cut between them like it actually takes you to very funny unexpected weird twists yeah um in a way that's not just like here's the mix about bottoming and it's a bunch of YouTube clips sound <laughs> clips about bottoming and then songs right. about you know like that's that's uh, what, I think because I put that on myself, I sometimes just don't even bother to make the mix. I'm like, oh, it's not it's not smart enough. That's fair, that's fair.
0: Now, 2020, we didn't really get to have drag roulettes. Yeah. We're getting back to it. What song from 2020, and, and may, you can add the beginning of 2021, are you least looking forward to performing that you know the audience is gonna request?
1: I, so I weirdly, like, I don't do a lot of gigs that allow me to do drag roulette. And I, mm-hmm. it's one of my deepest desires. Like, I just love the idea of drag roulette and I would yeah. do it every show if I could. I just think that it's just what drag it, like to be able to just, d- just do it. Like seeing a, seeing a good queen do drag roulette in uh, a way that is just funny or skilled or whatever it is, yeah. just re- I think really tells you about someone's drag. Um, but, uh, what song do I not, honestly, I don't like, I don't, I'm not dying to see any chromatica stuff. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I mean, I'm open. I'm open to like a great chromatica number for sure, but I don't need to hear it all the time.
0: (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I I am excited to get back out there and, and go to shows where there will be a drag roulette. So I can request a terrible song that I, I will, I, I will potentially give someone like, a good chunk of change to perform Yaya yeah, yeah, Ding Dong."
1: Yeah, I mean, I just love requesting shit that I'll like, whatever Melissa Etheridge song that I haven't, wrote, <laughs> yeah. That, like, I know this queen isn't gonna know. Um, oh, honestly, that's the I would say like signature drag is "I'm the only one." Slash, "Come to my window," mm-hmm. Melissa Etheridge. I just feel like I, I just am become a lesbian in drag, and I feel like my biggest, my the audience that I appreciate the most um, are the lesbians. That's
0: fair. So we're going to play the Cameo Game Show. If you're not familiar with the website Cameo, you can book a celebrity to record a message for you or a loved one for a small price. But each celebrity has a different cost. In this game, you have to guess who costs more.
1: I'm excited. This is fun. And
0: we are going to go through the Drag Race franchise. So we'll Mm -hmm. we'll give you some uh, US, some international, and we'll see how you do.
1: Is it, do you always do it with drag race girls or not?
0: Um, No, sometimes I mix it up. Sometimes, if like, if I know someone has like a super fandom and there's enough people to pull from that. Um, But we're going to, we're going to do drag race and see how this goes. Great. We're going to start off with Gigi Good or Monique Hart. I'm
1: telling you who's more expensive. Yes. Uh, Gigi Good.
0: She is 150. Monique Hart is 95. Oh,
1: interesting. Next up, Jada
0: Essence Hall or Akiria C. Davenport. J- jada All right. jada is 99 akiria is 40. i mean she won I would. I would That's, have yeah <laughs> next we have nina west or scarlet envy
1: um i would say nina west
0: it is nina west 75 scarlet is 50. Mm-hmm. next we have jasmine masters or ginger minge jasmine masters jasmine is 40 ginger is 60. wow Mm-hmm. I feel like
1: Jasmine could charge whatever she wanted. She probably could. Um people well, out, out of almost any drag race queen in the history of the show, people want to hear Jasmine Masters say shit. It's
0: so. true. It is true. Next we have we're gonna we're gonna cross the a little bit. We're gonna go with Ginny Lemon or something wong. Ginny Lemon. Ginny is $40. And something Wong is currently priced at $150. No. Yeah, I was like. Did you make a mistake? Did you add a one there? Cause that that's a lot of money, bitch.
1: I mean, I also appreciate it. Like, if you're pricing yourself high just because you don't like doing them that much, and you're like, fair. if you want it, this is what it is. Like, I'm that's, all for that. That's fair. But Ginny that, Lemon is so oh, she's one of my I she's it. crazy. I love it. I ordered that, that like limited edition plush doll. I, I was so close <laughs> to doing it. I was so <laughs> close. It's one of those things that like they'll only produce if only a certain amount of people order that. Right. And I'm I'm into it. I'm into it.
0: Next we have vinegar strokes or blue hydrangea. Blue hydrangea. Correct. Blue is 40. Vinegar is 35. Oh. Huh. Next we have bag of chips or Davina de Campo.
1: Bag of chips.
0: Baga is 125. Davina is 35.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. I would expect Davina to be higher, but
0: yeah. I know. And listeners, I still want a Davina de Campo cameo. Someone please buy me one. She's still available. I love Davina so much. She's my favorite. And you have
1: never received one?
0: I have not gotten one. I thought I was gonna get one for my birthday this year. Didn't happen, but so was next year. Next we have we're gonna we're gonna uh, go across Europe a little bit. Chelsea boy or Citogene?
1: Chelsea Boy.
0: Chelsea Boy is 50, Citogene is 40. We're gonna go was it was interesting. It was interesting. I enjoyed it. Um yeah. It was too
1: predictable, though. Very, very, very predictable. It. Yeah, I, I literally don't have anything interesting to say about Holland, <laughs> so we could keep going.
0: We're gonna go to our neighbors up north, and I'm gonna give you Lemon or Scarlet Bobo. <laughs> um, Lemon. Lemon is forty. Scarlet is forty-five.
1: Yeah, oh, that's very reasonable, Lemon. For yeah. Now.
0: Um, we're gonna jump down under uh, to our new friends on uh, Drag Race Down Under. I will give you Anita Wiglet or Art Simone.
1: I mean, I I would imagine Art Simone is higher than any of the other Down Under girls, right?
0: Art Simone is fifty five, and Anita Wiglet is on right now, currently at a deal for fifty one seventy five. Oh. But usually Anita would be more expensive than uh, Art Simone. All right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell you any of their names besides Art Simone and Karen from Finance.
0: Exactly. Know. That's that's yeah. going to be the final two probably. But this season, season 13, let's give you a, a combo. Mm-hmm. Tamisha Aman Arma- Tamisha or Candy Muse? Candy Muse. Candy Muse is 40. And Tamisha is 60. Wow. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Does not correlate to order of elimination.
0: No, it does not. And let's see how this one
1: goes. Tina and Burner Nuka deserves it. I, absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Tina Burner or Utica? Uh,
1: t- t- uh, I, I don't know. Tina Burner. Tina Burner.
0: <laughs> Tina is 40 and Utica is 50. Oh. Yeah. And now this one, I'm going to give you a name and you're going to give me a, how much you think they cost. Okay. How much can you get a cameo from Ms. Cracker for?
1: Sixty dollars, seventy-five. Oh, so reasonable. That you know the number seventy-five crossed my mind, and I should have gone with it. Yeah. So everyone, go go get a cameo from
0: these queens. They'll give you whatever you want. Literally, you ask for it, they will most likely do it.
1: I will tell you, um, Jen Colella, great at cameos. I've gotten I've gotten a wonderful birthday cameo. Nice, so, uh, I I have
0: purchased um uh, tube cameos from Devin Green for someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she was wonderful at those. So, support your local artists and, and and friends of Drag Race. How far will you go in drag? What is your limit?
1: I that is a great question. I honestly just want to be a talk show host in drag slash mm-hmm. game show host. I feel like I um. Sometimes I'd rather just host on mic than than do a number on a, on yep. a day. Um, and I just I wanna I want to use drag to talk to interesting people and um, kind of elevate what people are doing. And I feel like all of my all of my long term uh, ideas of where I want to end up in drag is is creating like really great production numbers. And just hosting, mm-hmm. um, whether that's hosting stuff live, hosting on the internet, hosting a, a podcast, like you, um, yeah, I just I, I feel like I want to use drag to to accomplish other other things.
0: That's fair. Why is drag important to our community?
1: I mean, it's just it's an it's drag is an emotional outlet i mean if if it's good drag i think like you it's like going and watching live theater for two hours or watching a movie or listening to music that makes you feel something um and it, I, it's you know like those other art forms it doesn't always do that um, and sometimes you're sitting at a two-hour show and you're like why like why am i here why did i pay this cover um but i think it's important for like the moments where you are at a show and are just and completely forget about anything else happening besides how this queen performing this specific song in this moment is making you feel like beyond just um you know oh like good choreography or good makeup or whatever it's like if if i can feel why i'm watching you specifically do this specific number like that is it's just um can make you uh, yeah I mean that just justifies like why yeah drag exists.
0: is the New York drag scene clicky or do we just chalk it up to
1: sisterhood I don't think it's I mean I don't think it's clicky I think I also am like I wouldn't say I'm that in in the scene like I don't I don't party that much mm-hmm. I don't I have like you know my close drag friends um, who I'm friends with out of drag, but that's not a huge list. Yeah. Um, I th- Not to say I don't, I, there aren't a lot of queens I love who I would like to be more friendly with, to be honest, um, but it's not, I'm not the best at like always being out, always being at everyone else's show, always going to afters, like whatever it may be. I'm like, I love doing drag, but I kind of want to like do my thing and go home. <laughs> that's fair. Time. And I like doing my thing during the day, to be honest, and going home and then like being out of drive by 8 p.m. Um, so I, um, that's not really it. I just turned your question to talking about myself, but <laughs> that, what's the point of, what's the point of doing a podcast? Um, I don't, I don't know that it's, it's clicky any more than any other field with, uh, filled with performers who, are all trying to like all socialize in the same pool right. of people who they're kind of competing with, but kind of not competing with. Like you can choose to, to go about it however you want. Yeah, You can view everyone as competition or everyone else is not as good as you or not as deserving as you, or like you can just do your thing. That's fair. We're gonna play
0: everyone's favorite game. It's okay. time for tea time. Yes. You're gonna spill some tea on some of your favorite sisters, friends, people you shared a photo with, people you shared a stage with. Okay. We'll see if you love them, you will hate them and we'll get some tea on him hopefully.
1: Nikki Otav was the most diplomat. Like she just had nothing but nice things to say about everyone. And then you got to me and she's like finally I could be shady about someone. And <laughs> well, I was not expecting it, but also everything she said is 100% accurate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know what? It's a great place to start. Nikki Otav First
1: person. I mean, I feel like I spent half the fucking podcast talking about Nikki already. (laughs) She's just the best. She's the best at drag. I'm convinced there's nothing she can't do. Um, I've just seen her, whether it's her visual art, her meltdowns and mugshots, her painting her own face, designing her own looks. Like she just creates, she is just the most creative person I can think of. She creates everything herself and she just figures out how to do shit. Like the stuff I've seen her do, or she's like, oh yeah, just kind of, taught myself like she taught herself how to style hair. Like so I, I I don't even know the whole list, but everything I see her do where she's like, oh, I just kind of started doing it. I'm like, you're you just are naturally good at everything. Yeah. Um and it surprisingly doesn't make me mad. It, it's with Nikki at least it just is inspiring. Where I feel like if most people that that talented, I'm just like, I can't stand you. Next up, let's hear some tea on colonoscopy. Um, Nicole Onoscopy, Nicole Onoscopy has been my guest at brunch and Nicole Onoscopy has competed in Read My Lips. Um, And she, she just like is polished drag. Um, I I feel like it is, and I don't think this is shade one. I don't think this, I think this just is what it is. Like she's very much like the musical theater performer who starts doing drag. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's just very clear like in her, in what she does she um, weaponized her bfa exactly i don't but think she, you can she read a BFA. To, she doesn't have a bfa
0: no no she went to um amda okay.
1: <laughs> what, what's that a ba or associates I, no
0: i don't even know what? i think it's a certificate i don't know
1: uh amda's two. amda's not four-year free no 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 right um <laughs> yeah i mean she I, she looked i'll say she looked amazing at madonna read my lips um yeah, I've only ever been friendly with each other. I don't I can't tell you any personal details about her uh, <laughs> private life or any, you know, I don't I wouldn't say we have a deep um, long-lasting connection, but I, I, I don't have anything bad to say about her. Next up, Candy Sterling. Candy is I fell in love with Candy Sterling when I saw the video of her doing music in the mirror at Miss FIT Pageant mm-hmm. from like God, I don't even know when, 2017, 2016 maybe. Uh, And I am just obsessed with any queen who tries to do that number and (laughs) she killed it. And it's also my personal dream to like actually be good enough dancer to pull off doing that number in drag, which we'll see. Um, (laughs) But she uh, also deservedly um, won Read My Lips Madonna, like had the looks down, had the numbers down, had a... Uh, we kind of did, like, a weird, like, oh, actually, like, you were just eliminated, but you're saved thing with her. Also, yeah. Revolta Dawn was when, like, th- four queens called out. So that was just a whole... The numbers were just... Right. Paradise, We're just, like, fuck it. Like, we're not going to just send... Just eliminate her after this round. Um, We'll just do a top four. And, yeah, that night was a whole was a whole thing. But, yeah, um, Candy is just a, a good time gal. Next, we have Vicky DeVille. Vicky is one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, and also, I mean, I, I appreciate Vicky's and share and Vicky's struggle of like the full-time day job while mm-hmm. doing drag thing. And she does drag so well while dealing with that day job. I don't actually know what her situation is now, but I know that was the case for a while with her um, and having a pretty like legit date, full-time day job and doing really good drag. Um, and I I think, yeah, she's just good at drag. And I don't think like we have to be patronizing about it and like, oh, she's such a good, you know, bio, whatever. Like, she's just good at drag.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she is incredible at drag. Next up is someone who has left us for the West Coast Poppy.
1: Oh, Poppy. Oh, my God. I, seeing Poppy's production numbers at Lady Liberty back in the day is just some of the best shit that I saw there. Like, her mind is just, she is insane. Yeah, she's the best of the best of like, just a fucking demented musical theater performer who like has all the references, has the knowledge, has the performance skill and just like totally twists it and is just willing to go there with drag. Um, and is also super pretty. And um, yeah, I just, you just like, she's just one of those queens you watch and you're like, you just know what you're doing. like. You just have, she just has authority over the audience um, because she so Absolutely. clearly knows what she's doing. Next Look up, at me being nice. I'm being. So I know, funny. right? I'm sure you'll be nice with this, <laughs> this next is, person. This is not what I say to my friends <laughs> at all. Next up is Jax. Um. So Jax, I have known Jacksons before they started doing drag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've known Jax for so long, and I like. Have been doing photo shoots with Jack since pretty early on in my drag, and they've had to deal with uh, photoshopping my, you know, varying levels of makeup skills. Um, to this day, you know, had a shoot with Jacks a couple months ago that, like, to this day, has to has to fix my makeup um, in Photoshop, and is you know came from being a talented drag photographer and like passionate drag audience member um has been constantly supportive of like schlepping down to the seaport to all my gigs for so long um started doing drag herself and like i I mean we've all seen what's happened like just goes to show you if you really just like she just has it like it, it was there and i think she's always known that um in you know her love of drag before before she was doing it herself and like uh, obviously has the gymnastics background but it's so much more than that like
0: absolutely I mean,
1: there are some queens who are like okay like you dance and you start doing drag or you do gymnastics and you started doing drag but um, Jax is not just is not no.
0: Jax uh, Jax has an incredible perspective on the art form yeah. and just art in general and it's watching this glow up for me has been really yeah. special
1: I feel like Jax came out of COVID like not like VIP of New York City oh, yeah. like, I feel like he's more booked than anyone now uh, i i i would agree just a lot you know recent months as things are opening up and i'm like get it like she is um i don't even know how she's gonna keep getting better but <laughs> i think she is
0: next up is someone who i find iconic heidi ho <laughs>
1: oh heidi oh my god i i mean i think i've known heidi like since i started doing drag Uh, or close to it, and she would book me at Knockout Tuesdays whenever she would guest. When Cracker was away and it was Heidi and Judy, darling, they would book me to guest. (laughs) I don't know why, but every time I guested at Knockout Tuesdays was when (laughs) Heidi, it was Heidi and Judy. Um, And I mean, I remember doing like uh, Look Queen with Heidi when I was brand new um she again as i said earlier just it just has i need my drag queens to be weird and she yeah. is fully weird in her own way and i'm not interested I'm, I'm just not interested in drag that isn't isn't like that like you know you she's just not always going to do the numbers or say the things you oh you hear at every other drag show
0: That's true <laughs> Next up, let's hear a little bit about mommy dearest
1: Marty Gold Cummings. Oh my God. Marty, I um well look, I am so inspired. I I'm amazed. Okay. I'm amazed that Marty like is able to work so hard and so much and has has kept doing um has kept doing drag for this long. Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly, come here.
0: Hey. Perfect timing.
1: Thank you. Um should I start over? No, Are, keep we're I keeping that go. in. That was You're keeping it in. Okay. Yeah. Dolly's losing her patience. <laughs> um, Dolly, who is Marty's granddaughter. Um I am honored to be Marty's daughter. Um, I will say I've known Marty the longest out of all of her daughters, so I'm just gonna put that out there. Um but she, yeah, I mean, she just has made her drag her own. And again, as I said earlier, I I really want to use drag to accomplish other things. And I think Marty yeah. is, is great at that. In addition to just being a, an amazing drag performer. And what I love about Marty is that she can walk into any room, grab the mic, and just own the audience. Like, yeah. does not, like, she can walk into fucking Denny's at 2 p.m. And just own the room or whatever gay bar. Like, she, that's what I wanna be, is just be able to grab a mic and just do it.
0: Yeah. Um, 2021 is the
1: year of Marty Gold Cummings. Yeah. I mean, she's also been running for city council for like 10 years now. It feels like it started so early and it's crazy. It's happening. But um, yeah, it's really special to have a drag mother who, like, you know, I can go to protests with and can volunteer on their city council campaign for and also do drag stuff with and also talk shit with. And also Marty just knows every, Marty literally knows everyone, everything (laughs) that that ever lived. It's really, it's insane. Next we have Clarice Dubois, now Hart. I, oh my God. So my first, uh, right? My, I want to say first weekly show ever was with Clarice at Vodka Soda Bottoms Up um, back in the day. Um, it lasted for like a few months, I want to say, um, and then you know, vodka soda bottoms up kind of went went it all, you know, went the way that it did, um, and mm-hmm. um, uh, that was a crazy experience to think about. Um, I honestly like haven't spoken to Clarice in a while and it's it's crazy to see her kind of going the pageant like she was just doing a pageant in Vegas um no. I believe over the weekend which uh is just really cool to see and we she's definitely one of those people who like we started out very close in drag and were like was one of my best drag friends and you know have definitely gone our separate ways um but I don't I mean on my end at least I don't I don't think there's any shade it's just um yeah. You know.
0: life happens yeah next up is today's birthday girl laguna blue
1: oh my god laguna i've also known since like basically when i started we started very similar times um and it's just has always been like my favorite drag makeup face yeah like she just knows how to do makeup knows how to do makeup perfectly, but also knows how to do makeup on her face perfectly. Like, it's perfect. Um, And, you know, the voice cannot be beat. Um, And is just one of the nicest fucking people. Um, And doesn't really have, like, you know, the level of drag she does, she doesn't have to be the nicest person (laughs) on earth, but uh, she just is. And is is just really genuine and uh, just deserves, um, deserves everything that, that is happening everything good yeah, <laughs> everything no, she,
0: good That's laguna happening. is the full package she really is one of the epitomes of why drag is so good
1: yeah i mean it's just you know i i i'm the first to say that not every drag queen has to or should sing live but laguna has to yep. <laughs> she, like she just has to next up lemon oh my god again one of the funniest fucking people um and, I, you know, I appreciate an American being on Drag Race Canada. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically she's not American, but she's kind of yeah. American. Um, is just so willing to feed off the energy in the room and, like, just fuck around and go with it. She just has a looseness to her in drag that is so yeah. funny. Like, in and, and, and doing her numbers and also on mic, like she is just willing to say fuck it and just do her drag and just knows what's funny. Just is an inherently funny person. Um, Yeah. yeah. I mean, she is an international star. She's, I, she's very high on the list of people whose live shows I I want to go say. Yeah.
0: Next we have Izzy Uncut.
1: Oh, Izzy um, is, again, I think I saw Izzy's first time ever at drag wars <laughs> um not that long after i i had started doing drag and um is is also taking over i mean i feel like she's booked like crazy now too um po- well not really post pandemic but <laughs> at this point of the pandemic um and just uh, is You know, known as a stunt queen, but also has like an insane amount of wit and humor and very smart, uh smart humor and banter that um is is more than than just you know, she can do a split. Like it's yeah, she's just she's fucking hilarious.
0: Next is Ms. Cracker.
1: I love Ms. Cracker. I love, I mean, as a fellow, you know, New York Jew drag queen, I also get confused for Ms. Cracker more than any other queen, which I always take as a compliment. Yeah. Um, I'm like real, like, okay, sure. Um, I mean, I I see the resemblance a little out of out of drag, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, before Pre-drag race, like, Bob was one of my favorite queens to go see. Cracker was one of my favorite queens to go see. Um, Just is New York drag. Like, it's just one of the queens that I genuinely miss being able to just go to the bar and see their show.
0: Finally, someone we haven't mentioned yet. I'm a little surprised we haven't mentioned quite yet. One of my absolute favorite humans on the planet,
1: Juicy Lou. You've never mentioned Juicy Lou?
0: No, no, on this podcast. We have not talked about her yet. Which oh. I'm, I'm surprised, but she, she's, right.
1: let's yeah. hear it. Also, I mean, Juicy is like, you know, one of the few who I actually like speak to <laughs> out of drag um, and uh, consider like a real a real friend, as I do with other people who you've mentioned before, yeah. even though I didn't say it specifically. <laughs> uh, so don't, whatever. Um, Juicy is, I mean, I know I said that Nikki is the nicest person and Laguna is the nicest person, but I think Juicy is actually the I think person. that's actually, um, she she owns that crown. Yeah, which again is not something I'm normally drawn to. I don't, I really don't care. Um, But I, and it's sometimes a turnoff, but I think Juicy (laughs) is so uh, just earnest in it, but also has like her funny dark side that comes out when she performs, which I think is what I I love about her. Um, And, you know, she should be considered one of the like leading comedy queens in New York. She's brilliant. I, I mean, absolutely. I think she is, and she should be. <laughs> yeah.
0: She's absolutely brilliant. And some of the things she's done digitally, I was like, oh, yeah. Only you can
1: do that, Juicy. You're, you're so yeah. good. Queen of like turning your existing numbers into even better virtual Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. She's one of my favorites. But oh, oh no. I, I have mentioned yeah. Juicy Lou on this podcast oh, okay. many, 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 many times. Yeah. Anytime I get a chance to, she, I'll mention her.
1: I mean, I don't think anyone, has anyone ever been like, yeah, I just don't understand how people are genuinely that night. I just will never know what that's like. <laughs> if you
0: got the phone call from RuPaul Charles and were ready to go for the, to the show, who would you pick for Smash Game?
1: Oh, I mean, I love Joan Collins. hmm okay, uh, yeah, yeah. And I know that's Morgan McMichael's gig. Um, but I love her. But it's also it's all the people I think of are people who I want like would would want to do a good mix of, but have never done have never actually done you know like a full vocal impersonation, sure. like, actual impersonation. I guess. Um, I'm also shocked no one has done Elaine Stritch on Snatch Game. Right? Um, that's so good, that's crazy to me. Also, Patty LuPone. I'm kind mm-hmm. of surprised no one has ever done. Although it's kind of like everyone thinks they have a Patty impersonation, but it's <laughs> pretty That's hard. It's true. It's, it's pretty changed. hard. Yeah. Um, but if you nailed it, I think a Patty Lupone snatch game could be.
0: That would be uh, so funny.
1: Could win. Yeah.
0: You've fallen down a rabbit hole on YouTube. What are you watching videos of? Oh, what am I. Um,
1: it's honestly like. Ooh, what am I watching? It's probably like Broadway bootlegs, honestly. Okay. Okay. Um, it's definitely no, no like YouTuber shit. I don't wanna, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> I don't, I, I, if you're like, if your goal is to just amass money by filming yourself doing the things that people are paying, like if your content is content right you know what i mean it's not i don't care
0: (laughs) if you had to pick one new
1: york city drag queen
0: to be your partner on the amazing race who would it be uh
1: i mean i think i well i think jacks would be amazing at it yeah yeah and i also think i would i think jacks would be great at it and i think nikki i would have a uh good time with and again i think nikki and i would kind of balance each other out in some ways that that would be helpful i would love to do a reality show or a game show i don't know yeah. if I, I don't know if i could do it i have a very low and you know annoyance and and pain tolerance but. i
0: i i have always wanted to be on big brother it's been like yeah. my dream but you know what now that the circle is back i'm like i want to be on the circle
1: I've never seen it, but I I, I think I want to be on it just from what I've heard.
0: It's so much fun. Well, we're going to move into the pop five rapid fire. I'm going to give you five pop culture things, headline stories, and you're going to give me a word phrase, whatever you want to talk about for each. Okay. All right. Number one, Colton Underwood comes out (laughs) in inks Netflix reality series.
1: I, I mean, I don't look, I don't watch the bachelor. I don't fucking get like, I just don't care, I don't care. I think, um, you know, if they want another, (sighs) (laughs) I don't even know what to say about it. For some reason, like Love, Simon popped into my mind. I think I'm just running through all of the things that are like quote unquote gay things that are just actually not for us, that are just for straight people. Um, and I think that is is one of them.
0: Him I, just I, kind I,
1: of a person, I think it's just a gay thing that's frustrating. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think he's beautiful. If I will, if they're still casting and they need a um best friend turn love interest, I will take that part. Yeah. Um, but I just don't see how this show is going to bring any positivity um to the gay or, community.
1: I don't care. I mean, I don't care if it brings positivity or not. I just don't like who was no one listening the last year. We're just like, okay, yeah, let's give a boring white guy a yeah. show. Like. Yeah. Come on.
0: All right, number two. Scott Rudin steps aside.
1: Um, I mean, I'm curious what taking a step back means. Uh, right. If, I mean, you know, he's still going to uh, be fine financially regardless of what mm-hmm. happens. Um, is he, you know, taking a step back and then just going to kind of slip back in whenever he feels like it? I just don't know what, what <laughs> taking a step back means. Um, it fe- it if feels it-
0: like a PR stunt.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the, it's also a tough thing where like, there definitely is a responsibility for very famous, well-known, well-paid secure actors to say something. But I don't know if we can expect like actors who've been unemployed for the last year plus, who are like struggling to get gigs to like speak out or like what that will do. It's, it's hard.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a wild story. I mean, I've always heard, rumors of
1: it yeah i mean everyone um, it's yeah
0: it, it's just how did it how was he never like got for assault like you you sent people to the hospital for shit you did you threw shit at people how are you not arrested
1: for assault it's really crazy what people will tolerate and i and i feel like not to so, like victim blame but i feel like i'm i hope that like what we all went through the last year will hopefully make us all less tolerant of shit to like, oh, we just have to put up with it for this, whatever, this reason to get ahead in my career goal or like, it's worth it because every intern that works for him then gets a great job. It's like, no, like we can all just say like, fuck you. We're not doing this.
0: Absolutely. All right. Next one, hot off the presses. John Cameron Mitchell cast as Joe oh. Exotic on HBO Max
1: series. I am obsessed. I just saw that. I, I, also, the fact, like, John Cameron Mitchell and Kate McKinnon and something together is just... Wild. Great. It's so good. And so gay. And just, I mean, I am just the biggest Hedwig fan. I'm the biggest John Cameron Mitchell fan. Um, I'm lucky enough to, like, kind of have a friend, friendly relationship. You know, we don't text every fucking day, but like, yeah. to know him as a person. Uh, and it's just really... I just appreciate that he's just as strong in like his, you know, his acting gigs as the stuff that he creates himself, like in in shrill and whatever it is. Um, But yeah, this is going to be, I cannot even imagine what this is going to be. Well,
0: and that's the thing. It's like, is is it going to be campy or are they going to be straight with it? Either way, it's going to be brilliant.
1: It's John Heron Mitchell and Kate McKinnon. I think it's going to be, I think if they just get the tone just right, it's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah.
0: All right. Number four is Oscars 2021.
1: I I mean, sure. I don't, whatever. <laughs> give them, yeah. Give people the awards. I mean, it's been a weird, uh, it's, uh, the award show thing is tough. And I feel like the independent spirit awards, which always happened like the night before the Oscars mm-hmm. were always so much more entertaining than the Oscars. Um, and I don't know what the deal, did those happen this year? What's happening? I don't know. I don't remember, um, but they—it's just very like—it's such a small portion of the movies that get made every year. That,
0: yeah, like,
1: it's just—it's just also apparently self-serving now. After this year, too, it's like we're only doing this because all the people who want their awards want to do want to do this. Kind of, but mostly we're all doing this because the studios need it to be able to. Right and promote their movies. Like that's it.
0: Have you seen any of the Oscar nominated films?
1: Yeah, I mean, Nomadland is fucking incredible. Yeah, um, Sound of Metal is unbelievable. Um, yeah, I mean, there have been some good ones this last year. I'm also dying to see The Father. I mm-hmm. love Olivia Coleman. I also saw the play yeah. when I was when I was in New York and really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I also need to see things in theaters. Like that is just it's just that's not. fair. I, I'm
0: I'm just so excited and happy that I can say that Eurovision Song Contest is a Oscar-nominated film. Um, I am I'm very excited. I've not seen. That. I love it. I love it. And and the song that is nominated, they are so they're not doing live performances. They're all pre-taped, and they're doing that performance from
1: Iceland. Well, wait, who's doing it? Oh, it's not, the song. Not not uh,
0: Well, he's in it, but they're just having the the voice dub do it because oh. that was not Rachel McAdams oh. either. Got it. It was, it was a blend of Rachel McAdams and uh, this uh, pop star from Iceland. So, I'm excited for that. Finally, number five, Drag Race Down Under.
1: I mean, look, <laughs> I'm excited. I guess, as much as anyone can be for a new season of Drag Race at this point. <laughs> which <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how that excitement is. It's I love it. I wish we had just one season a year, maybe maybe two but not right after each other it's just and look i also understand the side of it it's like everyone like shut the fuck up about how much drag race there is and how annoying it is. like you don't have to watch it if you want to watch it right totally exactly um uh, and like i fully understand that from the queens involved being like like fuck you about how much drag race there is don't watch it but it does feel different if it's on literally every week mm-hmm. Out a break between seasons for months at a time. It's just a different yeah, oh,
0: thing. I, I absolutely agree, and I'm shocked we have not gotten a, an announcement when All Star Six is happening. I know. I I'm mean, a little
1: surprised. I can only assume. Also, with like two, you know, UK and US airing at once, or probably Down Under and All Stars airing right, maybe.
0: and España happening whenever.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of I'm drag coming. It. I'm into it. I'll watch it, but yeah. And oh, I, as, as
0: I'll say, until it maybe doesn't happen, I don't know. I think Art Simone has this. Like, you don't promote Art Simone the way you've promoted Art Simone if she, you're not giving her a crown. So, well, we'll see. I,
1: I thought was, she was well, going to host it. I really thought she was going right. to host oh, it. Oh, well, yeah. I want to be that sure, though. I mean, you know, Joe Black getting, going home that early. You that's know. true. That was, that's true.
0: Well, I have some fan corner questions for you. Are you ready? Did you get any? I was like, oh, no, I, I did. I did. Oh, no. um, and this first one is from Julia Sweeney. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: If you were on The Masked Singer, what would your character costume (laughs) be?
1: So, famously, my favorite reality show is The Masked Singer. I think Uh it is like uh pure modern camp. I think it's like a perfect example of camp. It's so fucking fine to me. I also was obsessed. I mean, Taylor Dane as the popcorn last (laughs) week was the most exciting thing to me that could have happened in 2020. Um, Truly got me through the year. And then Taylor Dane performed at Mar-a-Lago on New Year's Eve and kind of ruined everything. And I'm like, girl, the only people still hanging on to Taylor Dane being a thing are like- The gays. The gay, gay. Like generally, like probably gay men of a certain age, a little older than me. But um, I also count myself among- a super fan but it's a little it's a little tough to still be a huge fan um i don't know i don't know what i would be i would love to be on the mass singer except that i lip sync and do not sing so i don't know how if they could get a costume that could like that could lip sync from from uh-huh the costume itself would be like i could lip sync from inside make make the mouth move kind of thing i guess that could be like a good that could be like a uh what's it called Uh, fucking chat. Oh my god, what are they called? A wood wood woodcracker? Nut nut nutcracker? Woodpecker? (laughs) A nutcracker? Nutcracker? Yeah, okay, yeah. that moves, and I can listen. that works. though, that that. There you go. That was a good answer. That I yeah, it was.
0: Yeah, I have two questions. Um, from Jim (laughs) Plato. Okay. First off, and we kind of you kind of discussed a little bit, but what are the pros and cons of owning a pup?
1: Oh my god. Um, this is an actual dog. To clarify. Yes, yes. Uh, not not the other kind of <laughs> pup, it's fine, but I don't have an answer for her. Um The pros, and I mean, it's, look, she's very cute. <laughs> uh, and I think I just don't, I think I just wasn't ready for a puppy. <laughs> That's I fair. Think that's I fair. On, like a nice little older dog. <laughs> that was you, of, you wanted someone to do the puppy phase that and then was you take maybe it. Smaller and dumber. Like I have like a medium-sized, like pretty very active, smart puppy. And it's just, you know, it's just an emotional commitment. But that's fair. Um, like any relationship, there's also reward when you're emotionally invested. Yeah. Their other question. Okay. Blake, you're political.
0: <laughs> Who should we elect for mayor? <laughs>
1: Oh, I mean, just not Andrew Yang, please. Um, just, can we not? I mean, I feel like everyone on my timeline is. are the people saying just not Andrew Yang, so yeah. I don't really know who I'm talking to with that, but enough people feel, I mean, I'm talking to the the polls, I guess, um, which have him, like, very ahead. I mean, look, the consensus is obviously, like, uh, Diane Morales, Scott Stringer, Maya Wiley are, like, you know, the people who we follow on Twitter. Right. Uh, I don't think anyone is outside of that. I think Sean Donovan also um, is super qualified and has, has some good things to say. Um, I'm, I'm totally not decided. I mean, Scott Stringer nailed the, like, getting every current progressive elected to endorse him mm-hmm. like, out of the gate. Um, he's also um, just knows how it all works and has been super effective in... Uh, well, maybe not effective, but has been very vocal in criticizing Cuomo and... Um, and, sorry and cr- uh, criticizing de blasio um as com- tr- as scott stringer um in his role as of comptroller um is definitely like has not been scared to, to criticize de blasio which i appreciate um but yeah I think Diane Morales is also wonderful
0: do you think the rank choice will have any backlash um i don't backlash in terms of well no one wants andrew yang and and people uh, may hear the name and there there you go
1: well that's how they all i mean the sad thing is like a pretty small amount of people like really know every in and out of every developer every single day with every single candidate and then most people just like vote for the one that they've heard of right right like (laughs) you know you, mark, you check and like people do that in fucking presidential elections too. it's very like, true very very true it. they're like oh or like even in random local elections they're like that's the one whose sign i saw that's right. literally what it is for a lot of people um so i that is kind of beyond ranked choice voting but um i don't know i just don't get it i it's he's just so clearly uh a politician trying to say shit that was gonna get him elected. Like, I just don't, I just do not care, I just don't care.
0: So I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question and this is a question from Milo Pony. Okay. What is your least favorite thing about nightlife?
1: Oh, I mean, my least favorite thing about nightlife is how late it goes. (laughs) That's I fair, that's fair. Yeah. Earlier, like, I would love a, like, you know, 7, 8 p.m. show, be done. Which is
0: what's happening now, because bars yeah. are closing now,
1: now at midnight. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there have been some nights I've had fun, you know, far past midnight, but for the most part, no need. No need to go that late. Um, Also, I would just say the use of Facebook in general is just far mm-hmm. too much. And I think things can be worked out by not, airing them on Facebook or replying to comments. <laughs>
0: That's fair. Now it's okay. your turn to ask my next guest a question. Yeah.
1: Um, what? Ooh, what should I ask? It can be about anything you want. What would you quit your job for?
0: All right. I like that. That's a good question. We're trying to expand the community here. Who would you like to hear an interview on block talk from?
1: Um, I would love to hear neon Calypso if you haven't. Had yeah.
0: It. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. I will. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, please.
1: Uh, yeah, she,
0: again, someone I've seen many times been like, you're just fucking incredible.
1: Unreal. Yeah.
0: Well, where can the listeners find you on social media and Venmo?
1: You can find me at Blake Deadly NYC. That's Blake D-E-A-D-L-Y, NYC on Instagram and mail and I'm also active on Twitter and post like ten thousand links to articles a day. Um, if you want, if you want that on your feed, um, and I, I'll be doing brunch becomes her at some point soon. I I don't know what the regular I don't know what my regular schedule with anything is. Hopefully, we'll do read my lips again soon. Don't know when.
0: <laughs> yeah hopefully things will be back to semi-normal
1: or not or something yeah. new
0: well thank you so much for coming on thank you the biggest thanks to blake for coming on subscribe on apple Podcasts, google play spotify soundcloud or Stitcher and leave us a review while you're there if you have any questions or comments drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link like listen love until next time i'm michael block and that was block talk